Happy New Year! Welcome to a New Year's edition of Buffs and Nerfs in the sense of we're recording it in the New Year, not that it's before the New Year, which is probably more traditional. So I guess, welcome to the first episode of Buffs and Nerfs for the year 2022 Common Reckoning? CRC Common Common Era? Common Era, that's it. Thank you. Thank you. See, I'm the dumb one. He's the smart one. I'm the ugly one. He's the pretty one. It works out. We have a nice little balance. Uh, I am Sam Hall. You're one of your two hosts for this fantastic video game podcast we call Puffs and Nerfs, which is about weed smoking and nerfs. Blaze no, Puffs and Nerfs. I was going to go, you know what, I actually had a whole thing where I was going to call it Puffs and Nerps, which is the uh, Nerps being the term for generic products in the Shadowrun role-playing game system. And I was just like, nah, that's probably too deep of a cut. So anyways, welcome back, Andrew. How are you? How's your holidays? How are you enjoying uh, the world right now? Yeah, I mean, the world is, you know, it is what it is right now. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. The, um, otherwise, the, 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 the film industry slang for fuck it. Let's just, I'm tired of wasting time on this. Yeah. So, I don't know. Otherwise, yeah, like, you know, holidays were fine. It was, it was super chill. Got to see some family. Um, mm-hmm. Just chill out. Nice. And... Yeah, just, you know, back at it for 2022. Woo! This is our Keeping year. Keeping it real. This is our Wait, year. Wait, sorry. Has that... This is our year. I mean, all of the years are our years, but this is our year. We've claimed it first, so this is now the Buffs and Nerfs year. We're going to have celebrations. Keys to many cities will be given out. It'll be fantastic. Nerf, and on that note... Nerf, um, nerf the buffs. Oh. What better know. way to I mean, buff the nerfs? I, I, I don't know. Um, what better way to celebrate a new year than looking back in time and dwelling on the past? That's right. We're doing a 2021 roundup. We're going to be talking about the big events of the last year, the games we played, and then just to keep our uh, finger on the pulse of you youngsters listening to this, uh, what games we're interested in coming up in the new year. So first, uh, let's talk... 2021 news. Now, 2021 was a year that happened. It had 365 days. uh, And stuff happened in it. And I have a quick list here of a few interesting little news things. Some big, some small. That uh, I feel we might want to discuss. And Andrew, if anything pops up in your head that you remember or you have written down, let me know. Let's let's talk about 2021. Uh, First of all, do you have anything you want to throw at me right away? Otherwise, I can go with my list. Yeah, I, like yeah, let's let's just jump into it. For, uh, if I can, yeah, you, take take us away. Right. Okay, so I'm going to go exactly in my non-alphabetical order. With the first bit of news was the Blizzard Gaming Company's toxic workplace being exposed. It this was a year when many people were within the games industry, the video game industry, uh, were exposed as being well, let's just say not great. Um. I, for one, am actually in favor of this. I know, bec- I mean, it's, yes, I'm taking the bold stance of being against a toxic wait, workplace. I know. A, you're in favor I know. of a toxic workplace? Wait, let me. No, wait. No, 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 wait. Sorry. No, no. I, I, I mean. All right. Uh, so you heard it here, folks. But I'm just saying Sam some people Hall. might be like, boys will be boys. Pro Sam toxic Hall. workplace. I, I want to basically, when you get into Ahead work, the, boys the first thing you should think is, who here is trying to fuck me over today? And who am I going to fuck over today? That's what a workplace should be about. And it should be low-key hostility. I work with like three uh, other you know what? You people raise the and heat one of them too. is you. So you're just, it's pretty much like, how do I fuck over Sam today? Oh, well, that's what I wake up in the morning. You know, I have my alarm goes off. My cat wants food. And as I'm prepping her food, I'm like, 
How am I going to screw Andrew today? How am I going to screw Andrew today? Well, I mean, I've got a whole bunch of post-it are... notes with ideas. When, I'm going to make a little say, idea jar and just and pull out stuff. When they say you love your work, it's, uh, you know, you never work a day in your life. So Yeah, and I love making your life a measurably bit worse every time we uh, have contact, whether over the internet like this or in person. I only, I, I mean, I, what are you talking about? We only talk, we only talk for this podcast and that's it. That's true. That's true. Yes. Oh, anyway, right. I forgot. We hate each other now. Jump, yeah, jump, um, jumping back into it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, as you said, this, this year has been one of those years where it just like really kind of shone a light on like a lot of the shitty practices. Like um, you have, you know, the Blizzard Activision here, but I mean, we we've, we've known about this at many other studios for, for like a, a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and even, um, you know, kind of one of the quote good guys in the industry Bungie, who's like you know kind of seen as like more progressive even they had like a story come out recently where like they've had a culture like a really shitty workplace culture and you know having said that it seems like Bungie. i'm not trying to be a Bungie apologist but it seems like they um you know have course corrected as of you know recently and are making strides to do better and it does seem like they are doing better but yeah it's you know it, it seems like it's not just like blizzard's not activision it's not just bungie like it's it's like an industry-wide thing and that goes along with you know like toxic work workplace culture this goes along with you know crunch and you know just how much you pay your employees like the kind of the gig economy like it, it, it's all tied in together right but having said that like you know you need to make your workplace more inclusive for for you know every gender also every every person no no matter what so hopefully you know this is going to be a step in the right direction at least i agree oh you know what sorry i wanted to say this while you were talking but I, you need to talk to your guy at bungie the check didn't clear this time actually so um just just bring that up with them uh but yeah i agree it's very much toxic workplace like i'm gonna switch over weirdly to the industry that well an industry that andrew and i are aware of the film and television industry uh it used to be you did like 16 18 hours back in the day and you'd just be dog tired all the time but now they're actually limiting it to about 12 hours which is still a long work day let's be real but it's basically what's happened in the industry is that the workers have decided, hey, you know what? We want to have a life. We we need to not be like getting 10 hours from like the time we leave to coming back. Like, you know, we, we need to be able to have an existence. And I think that's part. This is leaning less into the sexual harassment, but more into the crunch thing where it's like I feel that the video game industry is hopefully entering a period where they're going to start looking less at the ex- how do we grind these people down enough to make a video game as soon as possible to being like okay you know what we need to delay the release we need our projected release date isn't going to work we need we don't want to set our people through crunch and i'm hoping that becomes the industry standard even though you know sometimes delays don't necessarily make a good game cyberpunk 2077 yeah i i basically feel that this whole toxic workplace culture and the crunch culture being exposed is that let's make a vi- i i I love video games. And when a video game gets announced, especially something I'm into, I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to get my hands on. This is going to be great. But that said, I if somebody said, oh, we can release in April, but a bunch of people are going to go through hell working for it, or we're going to release it in December, but they'll have a standard living, I'd be like, well, yeah, that sucks. But, like, you know, what is how, nine months of my noble of you. joy? I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm the uh, greatest you're, person on earth. You're a generous god. 
I am. Well, it's, I mean, God, no. Demigod. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that's probably. Yeah, I mean, I also, it's not, it's not just like the gamer's expectations. It's like, you know, you have like Q2 earnings you have to hit and projected, yeah. uh, projected fucking, uh, you know, whatever. It's just it, like, I, it's not just, you know, gamers expectations that they're like, we need to get this out. So gamers <laughs> are happy. Like there's, you know, people's jobs and Investors. You know, mo- yeah, mortgages and shareholders. Exactly. That, that their dividends need b- b- banks. I don't know. I don't know how money works, but like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not just, it, yeah. So, I don't think anyone really does. I mean, it's, it's uh it's, it's, it's a Fugazi. Um, so yeah, I the mean, band? no, the from Wolf of Wall Street, Fugazi means like a fake, but yes, there's also a punk band named Fugazi. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that movie, yeah, that's fine, anyway. Um, but yeah, so I mean, hopefully, obviously, like, obviously, all that needs to be taken into account while making a game, like, like, yeah, your mm-hmm. Q2 earnings and whatever need to be taken into account, but it's like, yeah, you need to take people's lives into account. Um, you're gonna. I think they need to be more realistic with those projections. Yeah, like and just hire the amount of people that is needed. Like you need, you know, people to make a game, and if you try to cut corners, the you know, it's just gonna be a, like less people doing the same amount of work in a less amount of time, mm-hmm. and like that's just gonna create burnout and depression, and you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But having said that, like that's one side of the coin but then also just the whole like you know people being you know denied positions and advancements and just you know a Mm. shitty workplace environment just because of the way that they're born and and yeah like obviously like it doesn't need to be said but that's that that's not the way things should be done so you know hopefully these these, uh stories kind of coming to light or is they're going to be like the catalyst for the for the change hopefully not just you know and and like you touched on earlier too it's like not just in the video game industry but just you know in the world as a whole like hopefully like i you know yeah love to see that well i mean you hear about the um great resignation like i i hope basically right now the video game industry and the world in general is doing the best to realize oh you know what the last hundred well i mean last hundred last several thousand years of existence have been the very very powerful and wealthy grinding the very very poor and slightly less wealthy to uh create profits and i'm hoping that people realize you can have a society that generates you know, profit and incomes and a luxuriant standard of living. You just, uh, you need to treat your workers better. Okay, welcome to uh, Hammer and Sickle, the communist podcast. Um, Comrade Andrew, uh, would you like to move on from this news or do you have anything else uh, you'd like to add on this topic? Um, I, I mean, we, we did have like a full show, like a full episode on it. So I, f- I feel like, I feel like we've, yeah. we've said our piece. I don't we've know. touched us. You know our, our views. Yes. I think we can move on to uh, much more pressing and darker news everybody i hope you have some kind of emotional support system nearby because we're going to discuss chris pratt is now the voice of mario what this guy is everywhere thoughts Andrew? you're the big mario guy like i mean how do you feel about that like like i said when we talked about this in our episode it's like everybody's gonna shit on it like you know what i mean everybody shit on heath ledger when he got cast as the joker um, he was terrible. Yeah. Okay. Um, everybody, yeah, like, like no great. matter what, like, like people are gonna deride 
a certain announcement, like no matter what. And like, I'll be the first to admit Chris Pratt is Mario. That's a little bit, you know, out of left field. What's what's he, he was cast as somebody else. Who else was he cast as recently? Oh, like he's the voice oh of somebody yeah, else. he was. Oh, that's going to be, um, it's just um, slipping my mind at the moment. I was just looking at this anyway, Richard Nixon. Sure. I also have a Chris Pratt back tattoo. So <laughs> <laughs> got real Roger Stone in here. But yeah, so it's like, yeah, like I'll be the first to admit that it's not kind of obvious, but it's like until you hear him do it, like let's not pass judgment. Like, you know what I mean? It's so it's so dumb to like bandwagon on something and like just like hate on it for the sake of hating it. Like, obviously, like you can laugh and like be like, haha, Chris Pratt, that's not that's not an obvious choice for Mario, a short little Italian plumber. But yeah, like let's see let's see what he does with it. Like, is he just gonna uh, like is he just gonna be Chris Pratt? Is he gonna be doing his like best charles martinet impression like who knows like i I have no idea let's wait and see you know what i mean and um yeah well like charles martinet is iconic in that role as mario like he's the voice of mario since like i don't know like i think like the like the early 90s or something like that so yeah so we'll 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 see we'll see i like i'm i'm excited for a mario movie do we need it i don't know probably not do we need anything no like you know what i mean but like who gives a shit? I'll watch it. Cram it in my face. Well, this was actually a stealth news thing because Chris Pratt equals Mario, which is everyone in the email, is actually, I want to use this just a quick gateway to touch on the fact that it seems like video game movie franchises are starting to become a thing again. Like, yeah, I don't know if you all you remember the thousands when Yui Bolt or Uwe, you, how do you pronounce his name? Uwe. Uwe? Uwe Bolt was like cranking him out and they were bad. Like, I, I know this is jumping on a bandwagon as well, but they weren't good movies. Um, but, you no, know, we did an are, episode about Sonic and... terrible. Yeah. Like the Uwe Bolt <laughs> One of them had, may he rest in peace, but uh, Burt Reynolds as the king. Um, and, but uh, we had an episode last year about uh, video game movies where we discussed Pokemon, uh, Detective Pikachu and the Sonic movies, and those were actually decent films, so while I think the Chris Pratt uh, casting is, I'm like, I really hope it isn't Chris Pratt just doing Chris Pratt, kind of how he does in all his movies, I'm I'm curious to see it. I I, 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 I want to see how it goes, and I, I just wanted your thoughts. Like, do you think this is a trend? Is this just a blip? Or do you start thinking that a lot of, like, video game IPs will start having movies make them? Like, the uh, what is it cruelly i guess cruelly cruelly passed over oscar worthy film assassin's creed do you think this is the future andrew do you think that there's going to be started a crossing between uh video game ips and movies or do you think this is just once in a while things will pop up well i like like you you turned me on to arcane and like i don't give a shit about yeah i don't give a shit about like league of legends whatsoever but it's like if you are going to invest money and talent in something, like, it doesn't matter what it should be based on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, some IPs are going to be more interesting than others. But it's like, as long as you're, you know, putting, like, you could have made a shitty League of Legends show. Like, again, I don't give, I don't really know much about League of Legends other than, like, the, the general pop culture knowledge. And then also, like, I watched a Netflix documentary on, like, the League of Legends, like, esports scene so that's like that's my introduction to it so like i i know i'm sure slightly more than the average person but like that didn't help or or hurt me in watching it so 
what I'm trying to say is like, as long as you're investing money into an IP, be it Mario or Assassin's Creed or Prince of Persia or Metal Gear, whatever it may be, it can be good. And I think now that you have gamers that are maturing and it's not just kind of like gaming isn't just like almost like a fad, like back in the day when you had like the Mario movie, like the like the Mario Brothers movie um, and you had kind of, you know, these movies that were based on video games were more for a younger demographic, but now gamers are skewing older and they're more of a wider demographic, not just like, you know, males, like what, like 11 to like 18. Now it's like everybody almost. So it's like now that, now that you're kind of getting um, an older crowd, it's like, now you're getting things like, you know, the Witcher, you're like the Witcher on Netflix or Arcane or, or, you know, even you know, the detective Pikachu movie where yes, they're, you know, I mean, not so much the Witcher or Arcane, but it's like, you know, the peak the detective Pikachu, Sonic, whatever. It's like, yes, they are for kids, but they appear, a, appeal to a much wider demographic. So you have this opportunity now where it's like, you have companies willing to kind of invest a little bit more talent and money and time into these IPs rather than just kind of uh, put them up as a quick cash grab. Yeah. No, I I basically agree with you 100%. I think what we're going to see in the future is that while video game IPs will start generally as a video game or generally as a movie TV series, uh, you're going to see a lot more crossing between like if something like The Witcher, which I mean, I guess Witcher technically started as a book series but uh the yes, reason why yes, the witcher yes, moved yes. yeah but the reason why the witcher series got made is absolutely because of witcher 3's popularity like it's it's not it's it's like an adaptation of a video game which is an adaptation of a book and i actually think the series if i understand correctly is a little bit more faithful to the book than the game was but yeah i i feel like we're going to start seeing ip addresses like sort of bounce back and forth between the two much in the way that comic books and movies are now right now the the big kind of like oh my god i think it was something like 30 percent of the entire box office revenue of 2021 was marvel movies i know i think it's more i think it was more than that was it more than that yeah i, 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 so. I don't I remember, know why i thought 30 percent when i was saying yeah. that it sounded low yeah it's I, crazy i saw the same article and i'm not quoting it because i don't remember the exact number but yeah it was like i was like god damn i'm like the funny thing is i'm like i haven't seen a single i'm, I'm not trying to be one of those guys like well i haven't seen it, but it's like i legitimately haven't seen a marvel movie all year well as a sidebar, one of the things that Andrew gives me static for, and I, I'm not going to say unjustifiably, is my watching movies while cooking, right? Like, I like to have something on while I'm cutting up ingredients, sauteing and dicing and all I, the I other like things. I like having something on while I'm cooking, too, but not like a movie that I'm invested in watching. Well, That's what I was going to say is Marvel movies are perfect for it. Because you kind of look, yeah, yeah. oh, Doctor Strange is casting some spells and Iron Man's uh, drinking. Cool. And then you do some stuff. You roll up your dough and then you flash fry the squid. And then you look back and you're like, oh, Spider-Man's now uh, giving a speech. Great. You When's know, like, the last it, time you flash fried squid? Um, This morning when I woke up. It's the first thing I do. Every I day? Flash fry. Flash fried squid for breakfast, man. That's it's why you smell like that. Oh my god, it makes so much sense. No, that actually, I, I don't smell like that. What? It, it, I mean, guess technically it is, but it's not from eating it. What I do is I take the oil afterwards, and then I add some like, uh, if I understand the movie Fight Club, cl- Club correctly, human fat, and I grind it up and I make soap, and that's what I use for soap. It's flash fried squid and human fat. Bro, we 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 we've been calling you Squid Game behind your back for a little while now. We're like, oh, here comes old Squid Game. Yeah, do you want to know what we call you behind your back? No, no, I don't. Please, let's move. Well, on. I'm gonna tell you nothing because we don't care. That's fine. 
All right, that was mean. That was just genuinely mean. Um, So we're going to move on. So basically, movie franchises and video games going to be a thing, I think, and I think you'll start seeing IP addresses spreading more. Anything else to add on to that, or do you want to get into high finance and money and number-crunching news, boring stuff? No, why would we? You don't want to get into uh, finance? No. All right, skipping Epic versus Apple. Long story short, Epic sued Apple and said, hey, oh, one, yeah. we, we want to do Fortnite. We want to be able to sell stuff. And Apple's like, no, you can't sell anything. And apparently they lost nine counts of their 10 counts in a court case. I don't really know the law, guys. I've, I'm not a lawyer. But they won once where basically Epic can now, I think, link to stores on through games they sell on Apple. So, yeah, yeah. Two rich companies fighting... Hooray. Moving on to the next news. This one, I want to get your take on it because I don't think we ever discussed it. The Communist Party of China, the People's Party of China, wherever the heck, the CCP, so Communist Chinese, Chinese Communist Party, made a legislation where Chinese China's under 18, under 18s, like teenagers and younger, are limited to three hours of video game a week and only on weekends. Thoughts, Andrew? This is why China's gonna be taken over. Like I don't know. Like <laughs> I, I, it's it's not a bad idea. Like I, like you know. What I would I have mean? accomplished a lot if I didn't have video games. Almost true. Like you know what I mean. I feel like yeah, it's probably like it's shitty. Like if I was a kid, I'd be like that sucks. And like like I don't know. I feel like it should be up to parents like to enforce stuff. And I don't know how they're gonna enforce this. Mm-hmm. Like is there gonna be like a lockout on their like like on their uh, I, um IP or whatever um. I have no idea how they're going to enforce this. I well, I mean, I'm sure it's the People's Party of China, so it's like if they catch you, your like uh, social credit will go down. But yeah, I don't like I like it's it's gonna it's it's gonna make kids more productive. I think I feel like there's probably gonna also be like a lot of like figuring out how to like do like a workaround and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, I I don't know. I I. I it's it's i don't have kids again so it's like it's not i kind of feel like out of place with my two cents i know growing up personally like i was definitely limited in how much like how much video games i could play during the week like weekends were kind of like a free-for-all but like during the week it was definitely like uh could only play kind of like uh, like an hour or whatever like after my homework was done so it's like i get those uh kind of limitations being put in place but yeah i i i guess at the end of the day my in my opinion i feel like it should be more up to the parents is my take i guess i i agree with you i think this sort of restriction is well first of all as you said i don't know how the communist party of chinese communist ccp it's ccp so chinese communist party sorry i get so confused um would enforce this as you said like how how do you Stop this. This feels like it's almost more of a guideline even than a... But it was an edict, essentially, from on high, so... But <laughs> my thoughts is, like, pity all the parents who, like, in China who have to work, and they come home, and their kid's done homework, and they're like, I can't play video games. What would you like me to do now? Well, read a book. No, I'd like to play video games. It's. It, I, I think it's almost unenforceable, but I'm gonna say I am not a parent. I am not raising a child. But I have definitely seen parents go like, oh, hey, kid, I'm trying to do something here. Here's an iPad. Play video games. So I, I'd be curious to... You know what, actually? If any parents want to call... Well, we don't have phone lines, do we? So they can't call in. Never mind. So long story short, I think it's unenforceable. And yeah, it would help with productivity, though. I will say that. So I don't know. 
I just thought that was a neat little thing to talk yeah, about. Yeah, like, like it's it's not a bad thing, you know what I mean? It would be like, like I'm not saying it would be to the extent, but it's like if they like were, were like like government mandate were like you know limiting the amount of like sugary foods or in or like fatty foods your kids could eat, where it's like. Yeah, it's not. Oh, a that'd be bad, good, actually. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's definitely. I feel like that's way more of an issue than video games. Um, but like, yeah, like it's it's a hard thing because it's like it's like it's not a bad thing to limit video games, especially with younger kids. Like, I'm an adult. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, if I want to, if I want to sit here and play, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> like, if I want to sit here and play uh, Destiny for six hours straight, like. I can make that decision, but a kid, if like, if they're going to like, you know, sit there and play video games for six hours straight, it's like, I'm sure that that's not a bad, good thing for their developmental minds, for their, for their bodies, for, you know, their productivity, their homework, their social skills, who knows? There's a myriad of different things that I'm sure it's impacting while, you know, whatever, I'm sure it's impacting me as an adult as well, but you know, I can make that decision, I guess. I don't know. Long story short. I don't know. As someone who did play video games for six hours straight as a kid, look at me now. Barely graduated high school, didn't get into university, and yeah. You know, the CCP might be onto something there. Moving on! GTA Remaster's terrible launch. One last little, at the end of the year, closed out with uh, Rockstar releasing, I guess Take-Two releasing a Rockstar game? I don't really know how that works. Uh, The... Updated well, it was versions, Gro- wasn't it like Grove Street or whatever, like Grove Street Productions? Well, I think it was Take Two owns Rockstar. Rockstar subcontracted it to Grove Street Games, so it's a Rockstar release. The Rockstar didn't really work on it; they got some other people to work on it. I'm sure there was a little bit of work done. And Take Two is the company that owns Rockstar, so I think that's how it works. But I don't know about you, Andrew. I've watched some videos. It doesn't look great. Thoughts? What do you think about like remasters? Terrible launch of this. Like, what? What are they going to become a cash grab now? Like, and built uh, built upon your nostalgia? What are your thoughts? I thought it was a, a really mishandled, and it's an embarrassment for the company. Yeah, I think like we we're seeing this so much more with this is this like just like pl- like preying on people's nostalgia. Mm-hmm. It happens with movies. It happens with TV shows. It's it's not a new thing, but I like I just feel like the, you know there's difference between you know remaking a video game. Like we talked about this, we had a nice uh, episode about remakes versus remasters. Great episode where it's just like yeah, you can you can do it lovingly. You can remake a game. You can remaster a game. Whatever, and you can do it lovingly. You can do it with care. You can do it for you know, bringing this game to a new set of eyes for a new generation for people who, you know, want to play it again, but they don't necessarily have that old console lying around because, you know, it's maybe two or three generations old, whatever. There's there's a bunch of different reasons. But it's just these soulless cash grabs just peddled out just to mm-hmm. make a quick buck that are obviously that are the issue. And like we're just seeing this more and more again, be it TV shows, movies, video games, whatever. Um, but like, it's almost like the epitome of that was this, you know, Grand Theft Auto release where, um, you know, GTA like Rockstar is kind of in this weird spot lately where, you know, we, we, we talked about this again, where I, I kind of felt like they were almost like the bad boy of the industry, kind of like the outsider, kind of like a little bit of a maverick. And now they are 
kind of like this that same like it happened with ea too like when like ea first came out they were like the mavericks of the industry they like were created because they wanted to like put their name on games like you know like their individual names on games so it's like you see the 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 fall of these companies you know bethesda another example but yeah it's 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 the the epitome of that kind of soulless cash grab with this grand theft auto where it's like you know barely functioning not even functioning on the switch a lot of the times um just they're kind of like trotting out their old kind of their old cash their old cash cow with like a barely serviceable new uh set like a new coat of paint on it and like like that's it and i don't know i i know that they have been working on a lot of the bugs and stuff and they're committed to like fixing and making the game serviceable but it's like guys like just take an extra couple months and just just take your time with it like you're just yes you're like we talked about the q2 earnings and this and that gamers expectations but it's like you're hurting your brand so badly when this happens you're so badly like yeah you're you're not only your ip like not only like the grand theft auto ip you're hurting but you're hurting like rockstar you're hurting like even like we, we said it's like hey take two like grove street productions or whatever like the subsidiary yada 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 but still it's still you know rockstar like that grand theft auto is rockstar's baby they're like ubiquitous with grand theft auto and it's like you're Mm -hmm. just hurting the grand theft auto ip and your brand so badly with these releases like you like they always say like oh like oh like there's no bad there's there's no bad what is it no no bad publicity not not publicity what's the word no such thing as bad publicity yeah no such thing as bad publicity where it's like i don't know like that is in my opinion like terrible publicity yeah i i I basically agree it's kind of funny we had two remasters come out this year that were big news one was rockstar and then the previous one which was the mass effect in the spring and i haven't completed the mass effect ones but i have to say like it was very faithful what i played i'm like yep this is exactly what i'm looking for they've made some things a little better sort of like they did a little tweaks but it's exactly the game i expected and i'm enjoying it and then the rockstar one is just such a botch like yeah no what what i'm saying is like the Mass Effect one, first of all, fans have been clamoring for it for basically under it, just under like eight years. Like pretty much as soon as the third Mass Effect came out, within a year or two, like as soon as eight four K became popular, a few years later, like definitely for four or five years, have been clamoring for it. And it feels like to uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but to Bioware's credit, they like said, okay, yeah, we're this won't be perfect. We can't give the fans everything they want, and it, Mass Effect one still has its very strange role-playing system which doesn't quite work but they even then they modified it so that like you can use different weapons on classes it used to be basically restricted like you wouldn't be able to use anything so what i'm saying is like i don't mind remasters of older games especially ones where i'm like ooh, i'd love to see this game with a new coat of paint but you gotta handle it properly and like you said rockstar grand theft auto there are many games that are tied to companies but i don't think there's a bigger uh what's the term i'm looking for it's tied attachment between like rockstar and grand theft auto are almost the same entity like when you say rockstar i'm picturing uh ubiquitous means they're everywhere which isn't quite what i'm looking for um there's a term i'll look it up and uh maybe i'll figure it out at some point next episode we'll be talking about that term but basically the association between two is so strong that if you fuck up a grand theft auto release you're fucking up your brand name major like you said so I, I was shocked at how bad it was. Like, because you have to assume somebody plays the game before they release it, right? And, like, I mean, the big one for me, and it weirdly wasn't one of the major ones, 
and it's pretty easy to fix, and they probably have fixed it, was the rain in San Andreas, where it was literally like, oh, if it's raining heavily, you can't see like a foot ahead of you sort of thing. It's it's just terrible. And it doesn't look good either. Like it's not like, ooh, that's good looking rain, but if it's too heavy of a downpour, it's like, no, that you're trying to do normal rain, but it looks awful. So basically what I hope we see in the future is, is I'm not against remasters and remakes, but you gotta be careful. First of all, A, make sure there's a demand for which I don't know if there really was for Grand Theft Auto. I think people like I don't know about you, but I was all like, yeah, I'd like to play a new version, but I'm not itching for it. I wasn't like, oh man, I wish they would update Grand Theft Auto so bad. It's like, no, I can still play it. It's on PlayStation Network. I don't know. It was it, it was a probably one of the worst releases I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and then they did take off the old versions off like Steam. That and, like, was also the PlayStation bullshit. Network as well. So it's like, yeah, those were the only versions. Like you could still play your old versions if you had them. Like don't get me wrong, they're not like deleting that off your hard drive. Yeah. but. Yeah, if you wanted to download Grand Theft Auto Vice City, you could only get like the definitive version. And like, yeah, it was with the with the rain and the weird models and the and the and the bugs and the technical issues. It was they were damn near unplayable. Yeah, a hundred percent. Okay, well, I think we've we're coming. We're just past the halfway mark of this episode in theory, though knowing us, probably not. So I'd like to sort of take another step back and look at twenty twenty one less about individual news, more just like what we played. Let's talk a couple games that we got well into. Um, would you like to start us off? Do you want me to start us off? What are your thoughts? Sure. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah, I mean this 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 year. Okay, like I'm personally, I, I'm like I I haven't played a lot of like 2021 like games that came out this year like i played a lot of games but not that games that came out like last year i'm kind of more of like uh let me wait till that shit's 30 bucks and then i'll grab it like you know what i mean justifiably so, so like like i'm i'm sorry to all the listeners i don't have all the hot takes on all the on all this year's hottest games but what i can do is talk about some of the games i really enjoyed playing this year and for me this year the big thing was i bought a uh, nintendo switch at the beginning of the year and mm. i've just been playing a shit ton of switch like I, I i've played you know i played some other games and you know we'll, we'll, we'll talk on that but yeah my, my some of my favorite games this year were games that that i, I played on the switch for instance i played uh pokemon uh sword like i played pokemon like let's go um let's go uh pikachu uh mario maker and um a big one this year for me was and probably my favorite game i played this this year I know it's I'm like five years late on this one, but Breath of the Wild. I got Great I had game. a Wii I yeah, I had a Wii U. I played it on Wii U a little bit. I couldn't fully get into it on Wii U. I don't know what it was. I think it was maybe like the um weapon durability where your weapons break. I, I don't know what it was. Uh. I, it just it just didn't get its hooks in me while like playing it this year. Like that game, like I was just fucking like obsessed with Breath of the Wild. There was like a period of time where like that's all I would do. Like I would wake up, I would just be like thinking about Breath of the Wild. I'd be watching videos, I'd be reading articles, I'd be playing the game. It was just on my mind like essentially 24-7. Like that's like I would just like eat, sleep, and breathe Breath of the Wild. Like loved it. Um, Got the DLC, played through the DLC. I didn't beat everything in the DLC, but fantastic game haven't 100 it by any means but I, I i really loved it that that's um you know again i know i'm super like this isn't like breath of the like a hot take breath of the wild is good like everybody knows that but yeah i just finally really got to just you know sink my teeth into that and just really spend my time in the world and like that's that's the whole point of the game is like it's not a traditional zelda game but it is kind of your zelda game the story is whatever you make of it you're just 
it's just open world. You just kind of go out and you just kind of like, you just make your own, you just make your own legend. How about you? Well, the big games for me this year, well, two were nostalgia and one was current. The two nostalgia games were No Man's Sky and Division 2. No Man's Sky, they added an update Frontiers this year, and I hadn't played it in a while. And, you know, you probably have heard this if you're even, like, remotely aware of the game. They've pulled themselves around in the four years, five years since No Man's Sky first came out. Uh, They've turned it into, like, a fun sandbox game. Um, It's not the most story driven thing but if you're all about like base building completing little missions and exploring this is a great game i i I think when it first came out i not i think i know when it first came out i bought it and i liked it but it was kind of empty it was sort of like there really wasn't much to do you just kind of went from system to system looking for worlds and then you, you to increase like you basically the end game was pretty much getting as best a ship as possible there really wasn't much to do and now there's like base building and taking care of a, uh, an alien settlement and like your freighter and then exploring like it's long story short too late and mass effect and uh, mass effect what the fuck uh no man's sky is uh, in a really good place right now. And if you've ever thought about uh, playing it and you can find it for cheap, I would recommend it if you if it looks like it's up your alley. And so that was the first game of Nostalgia. The second game of Nostalgia was Division 2. Reinstalled it. Wasn't a lot of new content, but for a month or two, I went hard into it and just was like, this is great. This is a lot of fun. In fact, so much so that it almost makes me think about reinstalling Division 1 maybe at some point in the future. <gasps> Andrew, thoughts on that? Do it. All right, settle down. I'll, maybe. If you, if maybe. you play Division 1, I And I kind of want to start from scratch. I don't want to play my... I'll do oh, it. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll start a Division 1 character uh, yeah. as long as I want to hop in that Dark Zone, baby. I'm getting, my palms oh, yeah, are I'm getting sweaty just thinking rose. about it. You know what? When I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, Andrew, I, I, I'll, I'll surprise him on here. I want his reaction. So those were the two old games old I played. I my face. Mm-hmm. I got a big old smile. All right, well, and settle down. It's probably not anytime soon, but I'm saying some point in the spring, but we also got to talk about Warframe. There's a bunch uh, of stuff. Warframe, yeah. We got to do um, Warframe. Um, yeah, actually. Okay, we're not going to use the podcast to discuss, uh, to start prepping for future podcasts. That's something we, in theory, do between podcasts. That's every. Not, that, like, uh, that's all we before. do for every podcast is just we talk about what our next podcast is going to be, and but then we never actually do. Yeah, it's like all right, our next podcast is going to be about Warframe. This is the Warframe podcast. So our next podcast is about summer yeah. releases. <laughs> um, so, so, but there is. Uh, so I started playing the Call of Duty Vanguard, which is I'm not going to call that a new game or an old game because it's Call of Duty, and Call of Duty Vanguard is good. I like it. I enjoy it. Uh, when I just want to spend like a half hour blasting on fools, I jump in and I have a good time or a terrible time when they're really good players against me. Uh, saying, But what new game did I get into? Now, you know me, Andrew. Have I ever been an MMO guy till now? No. I mean, Destiny's probably the closest thing. Destiny's about as close as you get. Now, it is an MMO, but it isn't. But it is. It's sort of like... I, 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 it's in a gray area. But anyways, Amazon Games, which is not directly related to Amazon, the company that's a Solus destroyer, but it is part of the, the whole Amazon empire, so here we are, uh, released an MMO called New World, and it turned out I liked it. 
big open world to explore, tons of skills to level up, incremental, like that kind of drip of, ooh, this sword's a little better than that sword. This stuff's better than that. Ooh, these boots are better than that. Like, you know I love that shit. I love the climb, and this is my god, a fucking mountain to climb. I'm definitely starting to peter off of it right now because I'm getting close to being the best there ever was. Okay, no comment from Andrew Glad. Uh, but yeah, so long story short, New World, it's good. And one thing I like about it is once you buy it, you have it. There's no monthly subscription fees. So that what I say is the most quote-unquote new game. Well, not quote-unquote, it is a new game. That came out last year. Uh, kind of kind of spent a lot of time, especially in the last couple of months, a lot of time playing that game. Probably going to play it after I finish recording this podcast. In fact. Yeah. So I guess that really sums up what we were playing in 2021. Uh, no, not at all. Andrew, do you have I anything have, else you wish to Yes, lots of stuff. I was, oh, I just... there is actually a game you. I'm surprised you haven't talked about. Among Us, you're hardcore into that. Well, well yeah, there's there's Fox? yeah, there's actually there's actually going to be a lot. Of, I mean, I was going to talk about lots of other stuff. But yeah, there yeah, Among Us. Um, but also I was going to talk about um, you know, I, I really enjoyed Control this year. Played through Control. That was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, you said that was good. Like give me give me something give me more a little, little bit more detailed thoughts on that. Uh, I'm, I'm was, actually well, sort of curious. Really I always cool. see it and I'm always like well, did you get it? It's I ended up I bought no. it, but it was for uh, it was like it got released. Like I bought it, and then like two weeks later, it was released for free on Epic, and I was like, oh, and now you know how I feel about Destiny too. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Control was really good. What I liked about Control was it's like a very simple like okay, now you need to go here. Okay, you did that. Now you need to go here, and like if you just do that, like it's kind of like a very standard game, but it, it like like it invites you to really kind of like explore this kind of like you're in this like like the fbi it's almost like the fbi bureau uh headquarters and it like yes you can go from point a to point b but you're not going to get the full story you're not going to get almost like the like the character of this building and like what it means to the story so like it really invites you to kind of like kind of meander and like just kind of check stuff out and like the i don't know like the movement once you kind of get this like little teleporty kind of thing the movement's a lot of fun the combat's fun. How's the yeah. gameplay? How's the actual? Oh, I was going to ask you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the 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 like the the gameplay is good. It's like the the, the shooting mechanics. Yeah, it's 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 serviceable. I wouldn't say it's like the best ever, but like you have like a lot of cool powers and you become like really overpowered like really quickly. Yeah, I, I like I, I had a lot of fun with control. I also played. Um, I got like there was like a period of time where I was like insanely addicted to uh, Tetris ninety nine on uh, on the Switch. I fucking was like hopelessly addicted to this game i secretly not secretly but like i played so much of this game um and essentially what tetris 99 is is a battle royale tetris game where you're playing tetris but there you're playing against 98 other people hence tetris 99 you're the 99th person and every time you get oh it didn't come out 22 years ago (laughs) <laughs> no um so and, and so okay. every time you get a line you or like you get like a bunch of lines or like you combo or whatever you send like garbage to other people and then you can like specifically choose which people to send it to you can target people that are targeting you etc 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 and is a lot of fun i feel like it's very bare bones like I feel like I thought there would be like kind of like maybe like a battle pass or like more things to unlock or avatars or like backgrounds. And there are like backgrounds and avatars you can unlock, but like it's very like rudimentary. It's almost like if you like the game, you're playing it to raise your level. Like there's like you have a level and that's strictly a number beside your name. And like that's essentially what you're doing. Like there are like microtransactions. 
um, to buy like backgrounds or avatars, as I said, but like there's not a whole lot of them. So it's like literally like kind of like once you grind out the background you want, once you have like a cool avatar, you're literally just playing it for like the love of playing it. I Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. And then again, you mentioned uh, Among Us. I know we we've talked about it before, but uh, this year was uh, was a big, you know, gaming at home, but with uh, like by yourself, but with others uh, type year. So uh, Among Us was like perfect for the pandemic. Um, we had like a pretty we have a pretty solid crew. We have like, I don't know, like, you know, usually we have at least like 10 people playing, sometimes up to like close to 15 people playing. We play almost every Saturday night over the holidays. We played like almost every night. And it's like, it's getting good. And yeah, like, you guys we all, were on it a lot. Yeah, we were playing almost every night, honestly. And like, we're like the people we play with now, like, we're all like so good. And we just like know all each other's tells so well. And it's just like, it's just getting like ridiculous now. But I, 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 I still love it. I still love it. But yeah, on, on, on the last game I kind of wanted to talk about, I guess, that, that I really enjoyed this year. And it won Game of the Year at the Game Awards. And I guess it is one of the few games that I did play that was, quote, new, was uh, one of my favorite gaming experiences this year. And we actually did an episode on it, was the uh, It Takes Two game. That hmm. game that game was a hell of a lot of fun. I enjoyed playing it. I know I enjoyed it a little bit more than you. But yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big platformer guy, but yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I really, it takes two was fun. It was it was it was great. Yeah, I had a lot of fun playing it. Um, I mean, obviously, we went way in depth. It was like we I think we did like an over an hour episode on it. Um, but yeah, it won uh, Game of the Year at the Game Awards, which I thought was pretty interesting. I thought that was pretty great for a game like that to win Game of the Year. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I wasn't paying attention. I didn't expect it to win that. That's a, yeah, uh, you know what? Good for them. That's what I'll say for that. Yeah. So what game of the year? And yeah, I just had a lot of fun. It was it was just a great gaming experience. Um, obviously, you and I have played, you know, games from time to time. Uh, again, we didn't talk about any Destiny because, you know, we have we have played a lot uh, of Destiny this year. You did. You did bring up Destiny earlier, though. Yeah. Did I? In passing? Yeah, you mentioned it briefly in passing. Not in. Oh, it's Bungie. It's we fun. talked about Bungie. We talked. No, about no. We- after that, you said something like Destiny. Oh. All right. Sorry, Boyan. Boyan, sorry. Um, I don't remember that, but I will take your word for it. And um, <laughs> well, talk about Destiny is like uh, drinking water, breathing air for us. Exactly. So yeah. So like you know, playing that together and then doing like a podcast episode on it. Um, it was a great game. It was a great gaming experience. It was a lot of fun. I thought I thought it was just a, a blast to play and you know review for for that. I thought it was good content in general and good content for us. I'll say it was a very polished game, which I liked about it. It never had, I don't think once, maybe there was a crash or something, but it never was like, oh shit, hold on a second. I got to restart. I'm glitched on something like that. Never happened. It felt like they put a lot of time and effort into that game, which is something I respect. Like, it feels like that game went through a very solid, I don't know if long, I don't know how long it takes comparatively, but like it went through a solid uh, quality assurance and yeah, it's great. Before we move on to the final topic. Oh, and it, like I was just gonna say, it wasn't a perfect game. Like we talked about it in the episode, we had our issues with it. I, it had pacing yeah. issues. It had you know kind of issues with the writing, and especially the writing of the daughter. Which it overstayed its welcome a bit. I found. I know you thought that, but I think we also just plowed through like the last half of the game in one sitting. So I think maybe that got it got to be tedious in that way. If we had maybe one or two more breaks, but anyway, yeah. So it wasn't a perfect game, but yeah, I just wanted to say that. Like I'm not like, oh my god, ten out of ten, best game ever. But yeah, for the type of game that it is, was 
great and i would wholly recommend it i i understand why one game of the year i mean especially again i'm not a big with. platformer fan yeah especially if you have someone play with. and the funny thing is i think i've talked to uh well i was mentioned it to friend of the show amanda that it might be something her and her uh, husband should check out because it's it's if you have somebody you can sit down and play with on the same 100%. system it's great for that yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. Um, um, I know one last friends, game I, I forgot to mention, though. I know my friends Astrid and Matt have played it together, and they really enjoyed it. That's all I was going to say. Go on. Okay. Uh, one last thing. <laughs> Once again, going back to remasters, the Tony Hawk uh, remaster is Tony Hawk One and Two exactly how you expected it to be. Like it is not. It, it's it's great if you're nostalgic for those games and you're thinking about picking it up. You can get it for cheap. Maybe Epic's having a sale. I highly recommend it. If you're like, oh, I remember doing Benny Hanna's off of the school roof. This is a game for you. But now I think we should move on to the final subject of the evening. Games coming out this year that we're interested in. Uh, there's some that are big. There's, there's two big ones that I'm I'm looking at. But Andrew, is there anything coming out this year that you're sort of uh, looking ahead towards and going like, ooh, I want to check that out. All right. Fuck it. It's that time of the podcast. I'm diving in. Destiny. You're going to say Witch Queen, aren't you? Yeah. I don't pre-order games. It's almost a uh, rule of mine. I just, I, I just refuse. Unless there's specifically a game coming out that I'm like, I'm 100% like I want to support this game, yada, yada, yada. I don't pre-order games except for Destiny. I have, you know, pre-ordered Witch Queen. I'm ready to go. I am excited. I'm hype. I'm excited for a new raid. I'm excited for new content. Uh, we're gonna have weapon crafting kind of destiny right now um you know in a pretty good place it's never perfect you know it's it it is what it is it is destiny if you like destiny i feel like right now it's probably the best it's gonna be we had a pretty solid little update over over the holidays we had a nice little bungee's 30th anniversary where we got a new dungeon the dungeon is super memey and trolly but it is a lot of fun and i'm just it's a I'm good just, dungeon i really like it yeah yeah and a dungeon is a three-man uh activity where it's like a raid light activity with like you know there's mechanics there's platforming sections there's little puzzles there's boss fights it's it's not a standard mission it's a little bit more involved than a mission but it's not as involved as a strike now having said that you know it's never perfect as i said destiny's never perfect there are issues with it but uh from you know a gameplay standpoint from the sandbox you know from the you know technical standpoint uh content wise it's in a pretty fucking good spot right now like again it's not perfect but i think like what what i really like right now is there's obviously always going to be metas that emerge but it's like you can pretty much use like almost whatever you want like obviously like fusion rifles are you know the meta this season but it's like you can obviously yeah i mean particle deconstruction it is what it is but yeah so it's like long story short i'm excited for destiny it's in a good spot i can ramble i can i can fill up fucking an hour plus on destiny i'm sure it's in a good spot i'm ex- i'm super excited for it there's another game i'll mention that i'm um, i'm also really excited for but that's probably my number one as of right now I'm, first of all, I'm going to agree with you on Witch Queen. I'm looking forward to it. Destiny right now is mechanically good, but content poor for me. Not in the sense of there isn't stuff to do. It's just I've done it all. I mean, so, it yeah, is the I'm end of the season. I'm also looking for Witch Queen. In, it's, it's the end of the season, and it's the longest season of all time. Exactly. This isn't me going like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's been like a six-month season. It's I'm not like, what the fuck, Bungie? Drop some shit. I'm like, no, yeah, I, I understand. I've done everything I need to do. I'm playing Absolutely. other games. Absolutely. 
it's in a good spot. Mechanics-wise, just not... Oh, God, sorry, I got no sleep last night. Uh, it's in a good spot, mechanics-wise, just not content-wise. Well, I mean, there is there is a bunch of content... And again, not that the content that's there is bad. We've done it. Yeah, it's just old. Like, like there's... Yeah. I'm just saying, I, I the content in Destiny right now, I've pretty much done everything I want to do. If if I was just jumping into Too Destiny right now, I'll get around to it. But the, the, there are two games I'm actually looking forward to this year. The first comes out in April, and it is Stalker 2. Spelt again, S.T.A.L.K.E.R.2. Which, you know what? I don't think they've ever explained what that's an acronym for. But I can't wait to go back to a depressing game about the ruins around Chernobyl and searching for something i don't know the the stalker franchise is uh always had a soft spot in my heart or good spot in my heart soft spot in my heart is that it i don't know and yeah i'm looking forward to the sequel to that because you know they make very good but buggy games off the bat uh yeah so looking forward to that but the other game the big game the big huge i new ip game i'm looking forward to is starfield from bethesda but i am definitely like i gotta see me some real gameplay videos before i decide to buy this because they're gamebrio engine that's their engine i believe am i right about that andrew Does no. that sound right to you? well apparently it's an updated version of it so hopefully it'll be good but if it's still like the same like that uh, long story short Done thing, but I'm interested in um, a big explorer galaxy. I love exploration games, an open world kind of galaxy role playing game. And uh, Bethesda, say what you will about them, and there's a lot of criticism you can throw towards that company. Uh, they're very good at creating a world that gives you little stuff to do. Like the, I love the little nibbles of ooh, over here's a little uh, abandoned factory that has like uh, something going. Ooh, and over here's a little town. Ooh, over here's a little farm. Ooh, this is a cave. You know, like, I, they're, they're very good about creating worlds that have all these little small pockets of story and adventure and such like that. So I'm looking forward to Starfield. I think if it's it, maybe it's, I doubt it's exploring full galaxy, but it's like exploring, I think it's exploring a solar system. Maybe uh, I, I, I have, I'm not going to say high hopes, but I have hopes for this game. And yeah, I think that's the big game for me that I'm looking forward to this year. Otherwise there's isn't really much to be honest. I'm sort of, I, I think if I brought up a list of uh, games coming out this year, I would be like, oh, yeah, this. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn on the PS5. Not Zero Dawn. Uh, Go West, Young Man? I don't know what Forbidden it's called. West. Um, Urban West? Forbidden. Oh, Forbidden West. Yeah, I was like, Urban West? What? Uh, <laughs> Forbidden West. Looking forward to it, but I think I'll probably wait till that comes out on PC. Uh, but yeah, so that's basically, there's like two games I'm looking forward to. I just... I, the last night I went through a list of upcoming games for all platforms. I went through it and honestly, nothing was really jumping out at me. There wasn't anything going like, ooh, yeah, this is going to be good. Other than like Stalker 2, which looking forward to. Starfield, which I'm looking forward to. But yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping this year, maybe what I do is kind of what I already did, where I go into my back catalog, reinstall old games. I don't know, like maybe Division. And sort of, uh, you know, maybe play some old games. But th- that's basically what I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm hoping we have a good year ahead of us, but there's nothing really standing out beside those two games. Any final thoughts, Andrew? Yeah, I'm also looking forward to uh, Horizon uh, Forbidden West. But the thing is, mm-hmm. I don't own a PS5, and the way things are looking is... I, I think there's won't. a PS4 version. I'm not going to play it on PS4. Yeah. I have an OG PS4, and if I'm sure I'm going to be getting like 18 frames a second if I try to play it. But yeah, so it's like, I don't have a PS5. 
I don't think I'll be getting one anytime soon. So like you said, maybe I'll have to wait for PC. So I don't think I'll be playing Horizon anytime yeah. soon. Having said that, I really love the first Horizon. So it's I, a great game. Yeah, I wish uh, nothing, but uh, I think that's Guerrilla Games, I think, made that. Anyway. Um, yes? Question mark? Anyway, so I, I, um, I wish them nothing but the best. I hope the game does well. I hope it performs well. I hope they sell a shit ton of copies. I hope that that leads to, you know, a PC release that will come out sooner rather than later. <laughs> Probably about a year later. That's usually kind of the math. No, no I think her, I think the original Horizon was like way more than a year later. I think, I think. I yeah, think but what I'm saying is. I think exclusives usually are like they take substantially more than a year, especially like PlayStation exclusives. Like the, like the Uncharted collection came to PC like years and years later. Um yeah, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a year. I would. Uh, I, well, I'm thinking like they probably could only like since they released it on the uh, PS uh, PSC. That's not a thing. The PC. Uh, I think there was enough of. I th- I'm. I, if I understand correctly, it did well, actually it's pretty well. Rights. It's it's exclusive. Yeah, I, I think there 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 will be exclusivity rights. Absolutely, but I think it'll probably be for a year, and then they'll maybe a year and a half because they'll do, can't do anything for a year, and then I don't know. I doubt we're gonna have to wait two or three years though for Forbidden West on steam but i could be wrong you could be right i i i don't know where you're going but it is a good game i am looking forward to it so i think yeah. and their company what the company is gorilla games question mark they're kind of like in a weird way i'm not gonna say straight up a new bioware but they're a company like that where it's like okay you know what you guys have proven that you can do a good game i'm definitely in for your sequel let me see how it uh like what the reviews are but i'm i'm definitely i don't want to say high hopes but i have strong hopes for this game and i I feel like I will be disappointed. It's it's a pretty good formula in the first game. So so long as they build on that and don't do anything too wacky to change it. I mean, I would agree with you in that. I would. I'm I'm excited for that game. But probably, and then this game is coming out uh, very soon. I believe next. I believe mm-hmm. in February is uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus or Arceus, which will oh yeah, be, yeah yeah yeah, which will be coming out on the Switch, and uh, I'm super excited for that. It looks a little rough. I don't know fucking game freak and the pokemon company it's just like uh like i just want like just make a good pokemon game like every game they put out is, is like, that for the switch yes okay. um but what else would it be for oh no i was wondering they might be like oh you know what pokemon's so popular now we're gonna release like a pc version or something oh god no well. no no okay. no that'll never happen ever never 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 um, oh well they will keep it proprietary to their hardware forever unless like they just go bankrupt and like they cannot put out hardware i shouldn't say never but like yeah almost guaranteed never um but anyway yeah so like they just have a history of just like kind of like shoveling out these games and then they'll just sell like like pokemon sword is probably the worst pokemon game yet and or like pokemon sword shield and yet it was like the best-selling pokemon game it was like the fastest selling like nintendo game of all time like it was like top seller for like all like like they just sell so much so they have no incentive to like really you know reinvent and make things better but this game hopefully it looks a little bit like it could be a little different than the preceding franchises so i don't know we'll see i'll I'm going to grab it. I'm not going to get a day one. If all of a sudden reviews come out and everybody's like, this game is like a zero out of 10, then I won't get it. But like as long, I feel like as long as it's decent, I'm probably going to pick it up. So yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that game. And yeah, now I guess, I mean, we're, we're an hour in, so I guess, I guess that'll do it. 
Yeah, I mean, I was uh, just one quick follow up question about that Pokemon game. It's an open world game, right? Like, I mean, I know Pokemon. You the, the ones uh, the really. one really like. There's open I, I, world aspects. Oh, my understanding was this was going to be the first time it was a true open world. Because, no. like, I mean, technically, the Pokemon I've played are open world because you can go back and forth between sections. But oh, okay, I mean, that's not. Open I don't know world. why. I thought... That's not open world. Just being able to travel uh... back and forth. Open world is like a big contin- a contiguous map. Like that's. That's open world. All right. Just, like Pokemon... Then by that definition, because that's what I thought Arceus was going to be. No, 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 no. Um, like they right. have open world sections, and like I think that's what they kind of tried to like insinuate at first, and like I think they did fool a lot of people, and they had to like come out and be like, no, there are open world segments, and like Sword and Shield is very much like that, where it's like it's like Sword Shield is pretty much like one long corridor with one like big and I'm not it's like not even that big it's like one big ish open world area and it's like that was their big selling point it's like open world area where you can control the camera it's like okay welcome to like like 1998 like that's how games have been since then damn um so yeah so it's like there there will be open world aspects where there will be certain areas and it's like there uh, it looks cool where you can like kind of like battle pokemon in this like open world setting i think when you're like catching them it doesn't look like it's going to go into like a separate screen um i think that's just going to be like for battle so i think you're just gonna be able to like run around throwing like pokeballs at pokemon so that's kind of cool we've never seen that before but uh yeah long story short we'll see how we'll see how it is when it comes out Okay, then. And long podcast short. No, that didn't work. Uh, I think we have come to the end of our little 2021 wrap-up and 2022 prognostication, predicting, prediction, projection. I don't know. Um, do you have anything else you wish to add before we get into the required sign-off? No, that's about it, I think. I think we, we did Great. a solid job. Yeah, it was, it was a short one for us. For every other podcast, it's probably long. So I just want to thank you for uh, the listeners for listening, for sticking with us through over the last year. And uh, we hope that we can bring you more interesting podcast uh, news and views and reviews and do's like we owe Wow, you sound like Young Ye. I sound like Young Alcoholic Anonymous? What? Young Ye? He's a YouTuber. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. There was a little bit of a jump in my headphones there. I heard Young AA and I was like, what? Thank you, I guess. I'm an old man. I don't know who that is. I'm I'm just too old to be doing this. And on that note, thank you for listening. Uh, I, I can be reached at on Instagram at uh, Sam underscore last name, all spelled out. Uh, Andrew, where can people find you? And uh, tell us a bit more about the uh, mind refinery uh, stuff, if you will. Sure, yeah. Uh, you can check out uh, Mind Refinery, uh, who presents this podcast. Uh, if you search Mind Refinery on YouTube or on Spotify, Instagram, uh, Facebook, whatever, um, the Mind Refinery, uh, the Mind Refinery. Wow. Okay, words are hard. Uh, just search and you will you will find all our stuff. We got podcasts, we got short form content, we got documentaries, we got sci fi stuff, we got stuff about cosplay, we got stuff about all, you know all sorts of stuff. Uh, 
it's all free. Check it out. You can find me, L-A-N-C-A, that's at E-L-A-E-N-C-I-A-E on pretty much all the platforms. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Please check out uh, Mine Refinery. Uh, any support is always appreciated. And uh, if you've made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for your continued thank you. listenership and your support. It uh, it means the world to us. And I just want to uh, give a big thank you and uh, hope everybody has a great 2022, especially, you know, considering with the uh, current state of the world, uh, stay safe, uh, stay healthy, stay home as best as you can. If you're out there, wear a mask and yeah, just, just be smart. Hopefully, you know, things will think th- th- hopefully things will be looking up in 2022. Fingers crossed. Thanks everybody. Take care. <laughs>